In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last Monday, I, along with our clergy, blessed a mass of humanity running by the cathedral. It was the annual Peachtree Road Race. We blessed the young, we blessed the old, and we blessed the in-between. We blessed runners of all colors, shapes, and sizes. And we bless runners of many different beliefs. Runners all had one common goal, to finish the race. Yes, 5,000 runners with one common goal. During the race, there were some very young children that were there with their parents. They were so very cute. And mostly they were unaware of these people running by. They played, especially with the water and with their imaginations. Perhaps they knew each other from church, but that didn't matter. They just enjoyed each other. Yes, they too had one common goal, to enjoy each other and to have fun. This reminds me that as a child, my mother and I would walk down First Avenue and greet our friends and our neighbors. It seemed like we knew them all. I particularly remember the neighbors who lived at the end of the street. They were an African-American couple. He was Reverend Smith, a Baptist pastor. And well, she was Mrs. Smith. Now some of you may remember having milk bottles delivered to your home and the plug was printed to look like play money. This couple would save these for me and I remember how overjoyed I was to be receiving these pieces of cardboard. Now, if you cross the street, there was what might be called the precursor to the modern convenience store. It was Singh's store. Mr. Singh spoke perfect Spanish, which was very interesting since he was Chinese. It just seemed like everyone knew everyone and everyone cared about everyone. Neighbors, just neighbors who cared about each other. In Matthew 19, verse 14, it says, Jesus says to his disciples, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I perceive this to mean that little children are pure of heart and innocent and have not yet established a schema 
of denouncing others for whatever the reason. These little children love each other just to love. As adults, we have established or formed our own ideas, our own discriminations, and lack of love for some of God's people. Today, the lawyer asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? To which Jesus replies with the parable of the Good Samaritan. An amazing parable that guides us all in how to treat our neighbors. Chapter 19 of Leviticus is a long list of laws of justice and mercy. But verses 33 and 34 in particular relate to this gospel. When a foreigner among you in your, is in your land, do not mistreat them. The foreigner residing among you must be treated as native-born. Love them as yourself, for you were foreigners in Egypt. I am the Lord your God. We have all been a stranger somewhere in our lives, sometime in our lives. During the Vietnam War, we received a North Vietnamese soldier who was badly wounded. I'm sure that he was quite frightened, especially being on the other side. We treated him surgically, and then we treated him post-surgically, the same as we would any other soldier coming through our medical facility. The symbol recognized for the medical community is the caduceus. You know, that bronze piece with a snake wrapped around it. And it represents healing and caring for humanity. Healing and caring for humanity. It does not mean that we can pick and choose whom we desire to treat. It signifies to treat to the best of our abilities and to do no harm. And if you look at one of our stained glass windows on this side, you'll see the circle up above with a caduceus and below it, acts of caring and healing. The late 1960s were a time of turmoil. The Vietnam War was in full throttle. There were angry protests on college campuses. Martin Luther King Jr. had been assassinated and it set off a string of racial riots across the cities in America. The land of the free was deeply polarized and at the crux of the division was the question of racial equality. The Civil Rights Act was passed in 1964, but discrimination of our African-American neighbors continued. One area of discrimination was that of public swimming pools. And even though it was illegal, some cities tried to separate by race. 
1969, Fred Rogers, a Presbyterian minister and a children's show host, provided a show about how to treat our neighbors. It was not a loud or outrageous act. It was just simple and caring. Francois Clemens, a black actor playing a police officer, and Fred Rogers dipped their feet together into a wading pool on an episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Officer Clemens initially declined because he didn't have a towel. But Mr. Rogers said to him, no problem, you can share mine. After which, Officer Clemens used it. Then Mr. Rogers took it and dried his own feet. Won't you be my neighbor? Today's society is in need of transformation or change. We are inundated with war, gun violence, mass shootings, and words of hate. If we were a patient, if society were a patient in the hospital and had a heart rhythm that is problematic or life-threatening, I would say we need to defibrillate the patient. Defibrillation is not a jump start, but a shock that actually stops the heart momentarily and allows it to reset to a normal rhythm. An atrial dysrhythmia requires less energy to reset to normal. And a ventricular dysrhythmia is one which is life-threatening and requires immediate and more electrical energy to reset it. Electrical energy being called joules. Regardless of the source, excuse me, the source is the same regardless of the rhythm. And like the heart, society has a dysrhythmia, a social and spiritual dysrhythmia. And society needs to be defibrillated in a way that it will reset society to act in a more civilized, moral, and loving manner. How about instead of jewels, we use racks or ales or acats, random acts of kindness, acts of love, acts of caring and tenderness. We must move from fear, hatred, and violence to kindness, love, and justice. We must love our neighbors, all our neighbors, as Jesus has taught us in today's parable. In the daily office and at Eucharist, we often pray the confession of sin. And we use this phrase, we have not loved you with our whole heart, 
We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. I pray that these words are meaningful and move us to truly loving our neighbors. In our prayers of the people, we pray for all people in their daily life and work, and we respond for our families, our friends, our neighbors, and for those who are alone. And I pray that we remember our neighbors and pray for them by name. Our sequence hymn today, verse 2, talks to us about our neighbors as well. Join hands, disciples of the faith, whate'er your race may be, who serves a father as a child is surely kin to me. So we have one common goal, to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. To love our neighbors as we love ourselves. O God, you have taught us to keep all your commandments by loving you and our neighbor. Grant us the grace of your Holy Spirit that we may be devoted to you with our whole heart and united with one another with pure affection. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.